0: All right, here we are for another session on tour with the Rich Life Projects, and today one of my good friends, Newcastle Yoga Extraordinaire <laughs> Murray Smith. Welcome to the Rich Life Projects, my friend. Appreciate it, man. Oh man, it's been it's it's been good. To be. Yeah, been trying to line this up for a little while, but um, but now we're here. And what's been happening in the Murray Smith journey? Fuck, ah, oh,
1: heaps. Yeah, heaps. It's been. I mean, especially of late, where there's been just um, evolution upon evolution in what I'm doing, and uh, as a human, and offering to the community, but also behind the scenes, newly into fatherhood, and trying to navigate small business and a family. Super fucking tricky, hundred percent, hundred percent. Is it okay? Am I might. It's okay <laughs> to swear. No, You're not part? allowed
0: to fucking swear <laughs> on here, mate. <laughs> Everyone says that. Well, let us no <laughs> fucking way. No.
1: Let's go back to growing up. What was Murray Smith's childhood like? My childhood, super sporadic. Um, my old boy was in, in the bank, so he was shifted around heaps. And I think it, really that's what caused like a lot of disrest in, in my upbringing. It was just this constant moving around from you know, city to city, town to town, never feeling really, I suppose, grounded in any place, um, not connected to anywhere. So um, born in Maitland. Yeah, the old mate. Aye. One, aye? <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Aye. But then, yeah, sort of moved around a lot. So Nara Tweed Eds, Aubrey Wodonga, Sydney, Newcastle. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Moving around. And schooling-wise, how how was Murray Smith in school? The yeah. educational
1: genius? No. It's, it, new, I mean, I think school is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't suit me at all. I could even, like, um... Like, even coming here today, people are like, all right, we're going to be sitting down doing something for however long. And i am I got to prepare myself. Yeah. I can't just be, like, thinking I can sit. Not like me, just come from the golf course, fucking just jump in a van, let's go, Yeah, let's I, just do I had to go do, like, two hours of intense workout. Just so I can sit here for however long we're going to be, be here for. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, school was terrible for me, really. Um, I found it super difficult to um, concentrate on any, anything they were – you know, trying to teach me just the environment. And I really feel like even, um, like I was just super sensitive to my environment, even at home and at school. And really like I could feel, I could feel that um, there was something just not right about all of it, even like society and um, the structure of the educational system. And even being at home, I just felt um, like I was separate to the rest of the family. There was something... Different or unique about me?
0: Yeah. And how how did you get to that part? Obviously, you're feeling like that. Mm-hmm. What was what was the stages to try and? Because obviously, when we get to that stage, sometimes in our lives, we've got to try and one adapt to our surroundings and adapt right. to our life. Yeah. What what was those stages for you to adapt from the schooling and and what you just said there?
1: So I think that's what it's like a, an adaptation to the environment. But when you're so so sensitive to these environments, then um, I just started to learn coping mechanisms. Yeah, okay. right. And I only know know this now. Yeah, as as you do, old. Uh, yeah, uh. <laughs> so I look back and I'm I'm just like, so I just created all these um, coping mechanisms to to get me through that. And um, I mean, I was so sensitive that um, you know I was looking to completely numb myself to my environment. By the age of eight, I was you know, really actively. Drinking alcohol to get drunk. Wow, wow. Yeah, eight years old. At eight years old, and wow. I look back and I'm like, "What the fuck is going through an eight year old's head? Not just head, but heart oh. as well, to yeah. feel as though, you know, that's the option." Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And what? So you, when you start drinking at eight, where where does that where does that life start to lead to? Obviously, mm-hmm. you're in school still.
1: Yeah. Where does that start to lead to? So it was, um, you know, my Parents identified, I think everyone fucking identified really quickly that there was something. Wow, something's wrong. Well, this is what I was forever told, right? There was something wrong with me and um, sent to see people to um, try and figure me out. And so my memory was, and this and this, this is just my memory, right? But however it was, but this is how I remember it. I was just constantly sent to see people to try and figure out what was wrong with me. And then they would label me with something and then give me this medication that was meant to fix it and you know each person i would go to see it'd be a new label with a new medication and um yeah had the alphabet yeah know, really i could fucking and the medications for me and i still remember it so so clearly um like it just made the disrest inside me worse and worse and worse oh, yeah um maybe on the outside looking in it sorted to contain me uh, it, it helped other people deal with me, but it didn't help me deal with me. Yeah, okay. And, um, you know, it really started coming to a head. I was using you know, alcohol and drugs pretty young yeah. in, in the teenage years and um, was constantly – I fucking vividly remembered I was just constantly in trouble. And there was like a long period of time where like I would be taking a change of clothes to school because I was – that's how regularly i was in fights yeah true like, and it wasn't like oh i was about it if someone wanted to fight i'd you know have a crack we'll have a crack yeah but it was what i found and remember was like people were like wanting to fight me yeah like it wasn't as though i was like the bully getting around i was like i don't know for some reason i just remember it was like older people like the yeah. older the boys in the older year wanted to fight me and was yeah. Do you think that was like what you were given out, like the the
0: energy that you were given out? Because I mean, you say that, and I know exactly how you feel because yeah. probably my scenario was red hair and freckles, right? And I was a pain in the ass, Sucking so older guys went, target. "Fuck this little freckly dude! Yeah. I'm going to kick his ass." <laughs> totally. And that's why I was always in fights, but I hated yeah. fighting. But what well, do you think what what do you think was the do you think it was the energy that mm-hmm. you know you were what you were dealing with? Yeah, and then they
1: thought. You know, whatever your character is, let's let's, let's fight pick this. On him. Let's pick on this dude. Yeah, I think there was some of that, but I also think like I don't know what it was in the beginning, how like we ended up there where I was just constantly in fights. Um, but it got to a point where it was super clear that the boys in the oldie, the old year was like it, like it became a target, like the tall poppery. like yep. this guy's winning fights, but so yeah. they'd send the next one in the next yeah. one. <laughs> and, <laughs> Someone beat this dude, and that's all well, that's what started happening. Somehow, I just had this natural ability to protect myself. And maybe like a, a, fuck ton of stored anger from years of not feeling whatever mm-hmm. safe in my environment, at home and school or just fucking angry. And th- like they became the target. And, um, even though they were coming to me, yeah, they like, because of like the situation, how the fight would end, I would be the one in trouble. And I was trying to explain to people, I'm like, like, it's like. I'm just protecting myself here. They probably looked at the other way. Fuck, he's beaten up. <laughs> you must be the you must
0: be the issue. Right. So, so you when you think about that, mm-hmm. and you're you're getting bullied, and you're trying to protect yourself, you're doing a good job by protecting yourself by b- battling against these bullies. Right. Yet then it comes back onto you. Tenfold. You're already dealing with all the the pressure and the anxiety, everything that you're dealing
1: with, Right now you're in trouble because you're trying to defend yourself. (laughs) And then you get fucking home and have to deal with the same, like in trouble at home because of what happened at school that day. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to be anywhere. I didn't want to be at school. I didn't want to be at home. Um, And there was like a group that I was hanging outside of home and outside of school that had nothing to do with school. And like most days, like I just get sick of it, just fucking leave, go pump bongs and as we all did back in the day, <laughs> and that, that became the daily. Really, yeah, That's how yeah, I started, true. Like really dealing dealing with with life on a daily basis. You know, It's like, yeah. Um, actively searching for ways to numb how I was feeling. Yeah, yeah. And when you get to that stage, and you you're
0: going through that dealing with it, where where does it, where does it come out? Like where where do you get to the stage where you go, okay, well now I've moved to this part again. Now I'm moving on. Yeah, you know I've got through that shit. Yeah. You might be cop- copping more shit. Yeah. But, you know, what was the stages and then going, growing mm-hmm. and dealing with that? Obviously, school-wise, we're, you know, going from school to then, yeah. you know, dealing so, with
1: teenage. Uh, I left school and left home was what happened when I was an early teenager, I think 14, somewhere around that. Like I just went, this is enough. And I didn't feel uh, as though I belonged in any of these places. Yeah. And then there was like a group of people I was hanging out with that fully accepted me for who I was. Is that because were they what they class people class
0: off? Oh, they're the bad same bad company. Yeah, but you felt yeah Connected, they were the they
1: were them. the same as you. Right. What you were dealing with, they were probably dealing we're with. We're all too. dealing with. That's yeah. exactly right. And so, um, so I moved out of home. So I was out of home, super young, and I'm um, navigating that whole life. And this is when like. Where, where do you go? Like at the age of fourteen, where do, right. where do you fucking live? So, um, there was one person I knew that had had it somehow. He and he he was he was about the same age as me. I think it was like his parents were like super wild. Yeah, like, really. Yeah, yeah right. but got him like his own own rental property. Like wow. him and his brother because – Things were super wild for them. I was going to say they didn't want to probably deal with the kids. so let's, <laughs> yeah. let, let's let's just fork out the money,
0: right? So we can piss these kids
1: off, yeah, yeah, and we can have our nice quiet life, and yeah. they run amok. Well, I don't know if their life was quiet. Maybe it was like um, a two way street. They got them out of the house to protect them, also. Yeah, true that. Okay. Yeah, and they the kids were also super fucking wild. So yeah. the combination of the two was just and you super and you found brutal. your way there. I was straight in there, and they're like they're super receiving, and then. Um, like this is where things really started kicking off. Yeah, like, okay. I really found that, uh, an outlet for, uh, how I felt in this world was through, um, seeking adrenaline. Yeah, right. and we started, I started doing a lot of crime. Yep. Um, things started escalating really quickly. It was like.
0: And when, when you, when you say, when you first get into the the way of crime, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the first thing? Because you do hear people go, oh, you know, we've done some petty stuff there and then it led to this, then led to that. That's what exactly. was your experience, yeah. the
1: first stage of the crime? The first stage is um, just moving some drugs, breaking manners. Um In the early days, that was like a, an easy way to, to earn some money and, and get a rush. And, and, and live. And live. Yeah. And, you know, we're all in it together and um, it was, man, it was fun. Like, and it removed me from me. Like, whilst I was doing this, it was like all of that stuff up until that point that had ever happened. Like, it, you know, just I started. Blocked it out. Yeah. And I started feeling free. Like, I was living outside the boundaries of a society that I identified early that there was something fucking really wrong with. Yeah, right. So I was just free. Were you, were you
0: communicating, even though you moved in with your, your group that you're with mm-hmm. and, and started doing to do some of the crimes? Mm-hmm. Were you. St- well, were you still communicating? Were you still the relationship with your parents and so forth? Where was that at, at that stage? It was very distant. Okay.
1: Yeah, super distant. Um, chat every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like on the daily ringing my mum and um, and I know like it was very tough for her too to watch a, a boy just walk out into the world and yeah. become a man, try yeah. and become a man. But that was my path. That's where I needed to go. It's what I needed to do. Yeah. And um. Yeah, so I think um and things got things progressively just escalated. Yeah. Over the years. Um then I that was down in Albury. I was, I was first out of home down in Albury, then moved to Sydney. Maybe. S- like,
0: Sydney, if you're doing crime, Sydney's a place to be. It's a place to fucking be. Mate, you got the pick
1: of the pick of the runt down it there. Even even got better. Like once I moved to Sydney and fully like got into it there, then I moved to Newcastle. I went, This is fucking easy. Yeah, right. Um and what so
0: in Sydney, what's what's some of the things you got got your hands into.
1: Yeah. So that's when I really started taking off and just started meeting, I suppose, people that were more into it. Yeah. And by this time, you know, I was using harder drugs. It's like, yeah. into the speed, into the heroin. Need need to get more of a rush. Just, well, that's, it was just it was a constant um, searching for that feeling. Yeah. yeah. That rush of adrenaline living on the edge. Yeah. Um, and also numbing. Yeah. Like, because you could imagine as time go by, all these things that happen, it's like on a daily basis. like you're forever forever trying to just block it at the numb, like just be numb. To numb it, yeah. Never really wanted to feel um, who I was and all the things that had ever happened. Um, And then hit, what was I? I think 20. I got to 20 and I was doing some solid crime and then – yeah, I don't know. The cops must have.
0: Where, where, I was going to say, where did where did the crime <laughs> stop? Like where? Like what was
1: your first initial contact with the police? At when, fifteen, at I at fifteen, I okay. first arrested and charged with just possession. or um, well, they raided a house I was at, and there had been some. Um, Safes around the area going missing, and <laughs> they found them all. <laughs> found them all
0: empty. Yeah. I got no idea so yeah. where, that, where yeah. that money
1: went to. That's right. So they they pinned us there, and you know they found some gear in my pocket. And, yeah. yeah, it's just like fucking whatever. Who cares?
0: Did you? Were you one of the you know with that crowd you're with? Did you get started to get
1: well known to the police? They picked up super early because I was hanging out with. Like some guys that was much older than I mean, me would do like in and out of jail. And, okay. So they, they were sort of well known to the well police, to those, those yeah. guys. So. And then I got connected. And what they figured out was like the, there was me and another guy that would, and we, like we were just hanging out all the time. And they just knew that we were up for fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't care. Yeah. So if there was like something a bit sketchy, they'd be like, do you want to come? Yeah. Like, fucking no, send us in. And it was all that, like, making a name and trying to be a part of. And, yeah. And it all stems from, like, fucking not feeling as though you're worthy, right? 100%. I know all of this now. Yeah, But at the yeah. time, I was just like, oh, these boys want us around. Well, fucking. Especially, so. especially when you're getting away
0: with a lot of crime and, and yeah. doing the drugs and you start to become that invincible. You're like, fuck, I'm invincible. Yeah. I can realistically, 14, 15, 16, I can
1: do what I want. Do what I want. And who cares?
0: Yeah. Well, like, like when you're not getting that sort of communication, love from the parents or right. other people, right? Then you're like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? And and really, your life. Sometimes people go through. I don't give a fuck if I die tomorrow. How many how many times do you say that? I don't care if I fucking die tomorrow. Right?
1: Who fuck cares? Right? Yeah. So that's that's that position you're in. Yeah. So a long life of that stuff. Like yeah. I just didn't care. In fact, some points like I just remembered because there was there was also times where I was homeless, um, like. Nowhere to go and, um, like they were the, the times that really forged, um, this, this concept and idea in me that I just didn't care. Yeah. Like if I had like nowhere to go, it was cold and fucking hungry and like I just, then like you, you hear the story come in and I was just like, I don't give a fuck what I have to do. This is never going to happen again.
0: Yeah, Right. And it would have been was – was there some times where you were like, oh, fuck, it's cold.
1: Where am I going to sleep? Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah, there was one particular time where it happened and um, it was super clear that night that no one was coming to help. There was like yeah. no one around and it was just me and that's when I made that decision. I, <laughs> I vividly remember the conversations that I was having in my head it was yeah. just like, I don't give a fuck what I've got to do to yeah. make sure this never happens again. yeah. And that's, you know, when progress after that. Things started escalating a lot. And yep. uh, like twenty had my um, I had a place at Castle Hill in yep. Sydney and yep. that got raided by a task force and um, now, now you're up with the big wigs <laughs> <up> <laughs> task the task force big, yeah, are coming in. <laughs> when they hit they hit fucking hard. Oh, I bet. They don't fuck around. And um, yeah, so they found a like, hydroponic setup and um, bits of other bits and pieces and a stolen police uniform and <laughs> what, what, was you, what were we do doing with the uniform. Just dress up Not, parties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> So if, you, if Murray turns up at the dress up parties, now <laughs> we go, he's wearing that cop suit. Okay. We know where he got it from. Right. Wow, um, that's crazy! <laughs> and they, yeah, no, they they don't fucking appreciate that sort of stuff. No, they they, they they don't. That's pretty much like what they would think if you shot a cop. Right, you're, you're taking his, his uniform. That's right. his, that's
1: his identity. Even though I had uh, no part in <laughs> the coming of, I was going to say, <laughs> how,
0: actually, how did you get the uniform? Did you actually strip <laughs> I, a copper down no, and then take no, it? Or? No.
1: Like, yeah, for uh, podcast purposes, <laughs> I got no fucking clue where it came.
0: Always <laughs> oh. hold him down. I'm going to strip <laughs> this uniform <laughs> off him. <laughs> Tie him up with the handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, so
1: in the end, it was like because I hadn't had much of a history before. That was my first charges as, um, as um, an adult um, charge. Most of it was um, served in the community, like a sentence served in the community, um, but definitely on their radar. Yeah, from from then on and.
0: Did you think much about? Oh, I'm just doing community work here. If I can, I haven't. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not like it. I, it's not like I'm going to the jail or anything. Yeah. So yeah. Is, that, is that sort of have that that train of thought of going? I'm going to actually fuck. I can still do this. Yeah,
1: this crime and this is all I'm going to get. Well, it was a little bit of a badge. It was just like because then I suppose people knew. Other people around me started like identifying what I was doing. Um, you know, we were doing like by this time we we're doing like home invasions and armed robberies and Yeah, right. um, like it was up there. Yep. And, and um and moving a lot of gear around. Yeah, true. Like because I was using so much. Um in order to, to keep up to with keep it. We just had to be heaps around. Keep all up the time, with yourself, right? Wow. And it was full on and then so after that I had like a, a full breakdown where um I I tried Like, I went, I'm going to fucking try something different and um, admitted myself into my first stint in rehab. Yeah, okay. And um, I suppose the seed was planted, but um, I was way too young. Mm. I still had so much more to do and get done and experience. And so I'd done, I don't know, like six months in rehab and then moved to Newcastle. So when you – was rehab in Sydney? the rehab was on the central coast okay yeah and then you
0: then you moved to newcastle after that
1: yeah and tried to like i don't know tried to do fucking whatever it was like live recovery as a yeah okay. as a young um mid i don't know 24 or something like this mm. itchy feet yeah super itchy feet um working and um and then you know started behind the scenes just like started coming back in yeah started doing some drinking and then smoking a little bit of weed and then i was back moving yeah moving a heap of gear around yep. whilst working and somehow bought a fucking house this yeah. is at the time where mortgage brokers were just handing money out handing to anyone yep. so um through that process bought a house and then was just yeah like moving gear around trying to do all of that with um, a partner that was just fucking off it all and then destroyed that, like just went out of my way to like bring it all down because, um, I don't know, there was something inside me that hadn't been healed yet and just drew me back to that life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, things got things got super heavy again. Yeah. Super heavy and um was back into it, just back to all my thing, like moving heaps of gear around. Yeah. And, you still had the house or you lot or sold the now, house, lost well, the house. Yeah, because I was like using the partner's name on a lot of a lot of things. Okay. So that all it all come crashing down. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, I'm fucking now grateful. Yeah. Like it all it all had to fall apart. Yeah. Um, was there any time
0: in in jail? like full jail to, yeah. to make you like go, fuck,
1: now I am, yeah, now I am. We haven't even got there. <laughs> yeah, yet. I was going to say, wow, <laughs> the, you know, the eventful <laughs> upbringing, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there was, like, so I got caught, um, got caught with a heap of gear, charged with drug trafficking. Um, because of the circumstances, I think, it was like I wasn't in my car and um, I suppose they, they couldn't fully, like, pin it on me in the moment. Yeah. So I released on bail. Hectic um, bail conditions. I was reporting police stations every day, curfew really? every night. Wow, like I can't do that shit. No, nah, not when you've got things to do. <laughs> things that I can't be at home at night. What are you talking <laughs> Wow, that would have been a big kick in the yeah, kicking the old nuts. Going, and then wow. waiting, um, waiting to go to trial, and um, like pleading not guilty the whole time, as we do. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like maybe eight or nine months later, I got pinned again. And this time it was like, they got me in the car, my car, and there was just fucking drugs all through it. F- oh. Like firearms pulled to pieces. Oh. Just boxes of ammunition. and Shit. The whole fucking lot. Homemade silencers and fucking. They would have been just rubbing their hands going, gotcha. Gotcha this time, gotcha. my friend. And, yeah, well, that was the comment that he said, you're going to jail tonight. I'm like, yeah. I'm wow. well aware of that. <laughs> and that was, was that in Newcastle
0: when you that got was caught? In Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, sent out to um, Cessnock. So, yeah, all up, done like a couple of years. Yeah. And um, so, this is where the great change. Started to take place. I was
0: going to say, usually, usually when you get to that point, yeah, and even even doing a couple of years for that's not too bad. Fucking very good. Considering Four, five, these
1: eight. days, you probably get five or six years for. The legal team were saying, "Listen, um, got some top end stuff, and you're like, you're looking up upwards of ten years. Wow, sort of what?
0: what like,
1: at that point,
0: when they told you that yeah.
1: you're looking at ten years, what's the thought process to that? Is it just at like that point? I just, I don't am care. fucked. I just went, like, at that point, I just, I just went, whatever, I don't care anymore and um, it'll figure itself out. And
0: oh, like, that's, that's a good thing to say
1: when you think, oh, I'm getting 10 years. Yeah. It'll figure itself out. Well, the, I look at the, the, the previous 28 years of my life before this happened and, like, what's the difference? Like, there's still so much. Oh, yeah. There's just still so much turmoil and pain and suffering that it didn't matter where you put me. That still all existed. still there. Right? Yeah. And then I still, I remember it quite vividly. I was just, by this time I'd been moved down to Silverwater over in Dawn Lois. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've. It's well, I've like, heard of it. It's, I haven't been there. It's fucked. It's like super old. Yes. I went from the brand new jail at Cessnock where you had like a TV in your cell. <laughs> Lounge room. popcorn. And, watch movies. Yeah. I'm, and I walk in I'm like, I just looked around I was like. I'm gonna do two <laughs> years in here, please. And <laughs> uh, then they moved me out because that's what they do—they move you around before you get sentenced. And, okay. And yeah, ended up in Isles and it was just the pits. Like it's—I was going to say a lot of people, Silverwater. They, yeah, that's where the best of the best yeah. of criminals go. It's it's it, it was a lot tougher. Um, I mean, my time really wasn't tough. No. Yeah, like I suppose just how I held myself in there was, yep was um, the best thing I could do and. But, yeah, that's where I was actually in in jail down at um, Dawn de Lois, yep. Old Silverwater I think they also call it, and um, and had a fucking moment where something outside of myself touched my spirit. Wow. And, like, I know you, you, you hear people talk about this sort of stuff all the time and um, I had this massive awakening and awareness that um, – and it was super vivid and super clear that, this wasn't actually me. Yeah, right. It's not what I want to do and it's not my purpose for being here on this planet. Um, and it hit, hit like a ton of bricks and um, super tricky to navigate because you're in jail, you need to hold a certain level of composure. Yeah. Um, it can, can be a dangerous place, mm. especially if you allow yourself to be a victim. True. Um, but also knew that. I had to change yeah so like time went on and um and so I made Renee laughs as it she she goes you like you cut a deal and so I made a deal with whatever this spirit was that was like started to communicate with me I said I got to a point I just went I don't care what the outcome is if I've got to stay in jail or if whatever takes place and um, I get released early, whatever that situation is, I'm going to choose to go ahead with the change. And um, so, yeah, done done that time. So the time was for all the firearm stuff and a heap yeah. of charges got thrown out because they couldn't actually prove that, you know, I was modifying them yeah, or okay. making certain pieces. Yeah, so right, right. charges started falling away. Yeah. In the end, I just went, all right, I'll plead guilty for those ones and got time served. Yeah. Released on bail, which still to this day I don't fully understand. Yeah, my legal team at the time just—they were even surprised. Like, go, you're getting released on bail, awaiting trial for the drug trafficking charges. Wow. Which was carrying like the—that would have been, you know, a few years on its own. Wow. So the story goes, I got out and then just went like, I need help. Like, I have a lifetime of really shitty fucking babies. Mm. And I actually don't know how to function properly in society i've never done it but
0: there must that must be yeah I, don't, I can't even think of the word there must be a fucking
1: moment where you go to to be accountable and go I need help I need help yeah if I, if I'm going to change and hundred percent I need some help
0: yeah
1: because um, my best thinking gets me into trouble mm. that that's all I know and there's this driving force too like I don't know how to like communicate it with people there was the driving force from behind me whatever this thing was that communicated with me there was this I could feel it It was creating momentum and clearing a path and guiding me in the right direction so I don't know how I built a trust with it maybe it's all I had left Mm. and um yeah I got um released on bail went to a rehab one of the like strictest in their like no bullshit approach yeah right <clears throat> which is what I need. Where was that here or Sessnock. in Sessnock? Okay, yeah. yeah, why? And they they're there just to point out your fucking shitty behaviours. Yeah, right. And they done it really well. Like I could not escape it. Wow. Um, which is what I need. Yeah, yeah, true. Needed, you need yeah, the truth told here. Yeah, I needed that's what I need. I needed people to, to tell me the truth about myself. Yeah. Um, so just stuck that out. Like I just committed, I just went, okay, I'm not I'm not leaving here on my own accord. I'm not going to make the decision just to walk out of here one day because mm. I know what I know where that'll lead me. Yeah. So I went through that whole process and then, um, you know, came to Newcastle and uh, didn't know what I really wanted to do, but knew that I didn't want to go back to what I was doing. Mm. And then I suppose how like the life I'm living begin to be- begin to unfold was um, I just got the calling to walk into a yoga studio one day and just practice a class because yeah. you
0: because you were doing you were doing it like concreting as well weren't you concreting yeah Concrete. once I got
1: back to Newcastle I was concreting yeah right yeah. and that's yeah. a, even
0: that's like that's a different lifestyle again totally like when you're concreting yeah and then you've gone through what you've gone through yeah to then as you say was uh, finding the yoga um
1: or meeting Renee, the wife, what come first? The yoga came first and um, I still remember it. So in that process, like I found found yoga and I was practicing, started doing a lot of yoga. And what I found um, for me, the very first time i done a yoga class, at the end they have like 10, 15 minutes in Shavasana where you're just lying, their eyes closed, present. Yep. And it was the first time I can remember in my entire life that, um, I could feel everything that was happening within my body. Yeah, right. Like I'd been so disassociated from all parts of myself that that seventy-five minutes done like a physical practice and then got that moment just to be there. Like I just went, "Fuck! What is this? This is like this is like ecstasy. This wow. is it. This, like I want more of this." And then, you know, the addictive personality come out of me and I was like, some days I was doing three classes a day.
0: Really? Like, yeah.
1: Fucking chasing that feeling hard. Wow. Like, didn't realize what was happening behind the scenes. Mm. Like, becoming more and more and more present with my yep. body. And then, you know, it was giving me time to really witness everything that had ever happened. Yeah. Like everything. And then it started bringing all of this up. And then I started needing like mm, like more yep. to assist with that. Dove deeper into like meditation. Um. And I'm not sure, like, the, just diving deeper into the somatics. Because like, okay. um, I've done a lot of head therapy my whole life where yeah, yeah, yeah. people are talking at me and I don't deal. No. Nah. Like, people start talking at me and, like, like I want to jump over the table. Yeah. Like, that's just. <laughs> well, don't do that to <laughs> yeah, <don't> do <laughs> do, I'm not talking at you to <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking with you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how it was. Like, I just, I take, but when people started guiding me down into my body. And telling you probably what. What are you feeling? what you are right? Who you are? Yeah, discover it yourself. Yeah, given me the opportunity to really like discover who I am, what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy. So yeah, really diving deeper into the, the meditation and yoga, and then I was well well on my on my way, and I was um, looking to do my first yoga teacher training. I'm just <laughs> like, this is it. I'm going to get into it. This is what I want to do. Wow! Oh, yeah. Started really committing all of my time to that, and in that process too, which Um, just like tests, just like one of my current teacher, Tim Morrison, he talks about it. And I really connect with it a lot is, um, like just these intense initiations when it's time to up level and I can really experience, like identify that over my life. There's like the intensity of a situation, but then what's waiting for it on the other side, like it's an up level and I've got to go through that to get to that. Yeah. Wow. Um so yeah through that process of um learning who I was and letting go of the past and that, that transition I also had to mourn the loss of my older brother okay in a car accident Fuck. and um it
0: would be hard super, I super got a tricky.
1: brother too and I'd fucking it would kill me spiritually if I lost him yeah so it was fucking tough i remember um it was just after christmas 6 years ago and um yeah just like like it would have been very easy at that point just to go back and numb yeah right but i just chose to do more yoga yeah fucking like gives I'm just, me goosebumps yeah. so you think about that fuck i didn't i didn't know what else to do at that time i yeah. was just like I, I don't know what to do i'm just going to yoga and then just started Throwing myself into it, yeah. um, I could really, I could also, also like help process. Yeah, I was going to say, did, did that help help a lot with grieving? Yeah, obviously your brother as well. Yeah. So in the in the Shavasana at the end, where you just get to lie there, present. With that, yourself, that's the part I love about yoga. It's the
0: best. When they say
1: just lay just there, just lay there, and do nothing. <laughs> totally. So in in that space in that time, I really got to process what I was feeling. Yeah. okay. Because I'd never allowed myself to feel. Anything. Anything ever. Wow. Like if I felt something, the only emotion I'd ever felt was fucking frustration and anger. Yeah. And it would usually come out in like sideways actions. So, yeah, I really remember there was just like the intensity of what I was feeling, um, but being super supported by the practices I was doing on yeah. a daily basis and had to go down there for the funeral. We had a funeral down in Adelaide. That's where he was living. Then we had a, another one up in Sydney. And, okay. Um patient turning back up to the family. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? How was that
0: for the for the life journey at that point? Right. Because obviously you're in the yoga. Yeah. And you're trying to find yourself. Right. Next minute, you know, the your brother passes
1: away so, and now you've got to go and front everyone. Front everyone with all, I suppose, with all the, um, the same thing, like all the, what started to flow up then was all the guilt and shame of my whole life.
0: Did, did you feel guilty in regards to- you know, letting your parents down, or did you feel guilty, or uh, still a bit sad that they haven't, they didn't sort of do anything back
1: to you? Probably both. Yeah, I really feel like um, even now, like there's a lot of unsaid stuff. Is it okay? Yeah, and on my my end, like I can only take responsibility for me, right? True that. So um, I do what I can to to, and I've got people that like help me with it too. Yeah. Being a space holder now, I really need to look at my shit if I'm going to hold space for others to exactly. look at their shit.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. That's the hardest bit
0: by becoming a, a uh, like a coach or a teacher. Right. You've got to yeah. own your shit so
1: you can actually coach yeah. someone else to the truest form yeah. of, of a coach or a teacher, yes. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there was that. I got to like turn up and down in Sydney, uh, down in Adelaide it was really big. It was like there was a viewing of the body and just being there, I suppose, for my family Yeah. whilst, whilst they were like going through all the, that emotion, just being – because he's the eldest and I'm the second eldest, so okay. sort of like I really felt a shift. There was a moment where um, I had some big shoes to fill. Like I yeah. had to like step up as the eldest now and like – Yeah. Um, even though I was still like deep in trying to fucking fix myself.
0: Yeah, and, and probably from your parents' point of view, you know, they they lost one son.
1: My dad says this.
0: And then – Got another they, one back. Yeah, got another one back.
1: Yeah. All in the, the same period, yeah. So my old, my old man did say that once. He goes, I feel like I, I lost a son but I also gained
0: one, yeah. Because at one stage they probably felt like I lost two.
1: That's right, yeah. I was that's, gone. Wow. Like gone. Have,
0: having children myself, and it gives me goosebumps to even yeah. have been in that position of a father to mm-hmm. to say that to your son right. who you haven't got along with. Right. Fuck, that's, yeah, that's
1: Deep. crazy, yeah. And yeah, so he doesn't like express all that stuff really well. No. Has, you know, that's just the, the common theme with, with males. I think we're trying to break it now. But, um, yeah, he didn't really communicate, like, his feelings much. So him saying that, I understand the depth behind that. Yeah, I was going to say that it must have been a bit of a chill moment where yeah. you're like, wow, I've never yeah. heard him say that. Yeah. So ever since then, I mean, like, I've really um, just devoted myself to um, healing myself. And I know this. There's this fucking topic at the moment that's running rampant in the world, like trauma and healing. And yeah. um, for me, like that's like I, that's what I had to do. Yeah. Like I had to take responsibility for everything that had ever happened, and no longer point the finger at anyone else. Like everything that ever happened was um, my responsibility. And once I started to do that, then I could um, move from a place and take action. Like it's mine. Okay, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. this is where the the great shifts really started taking places and um I started doing more and more work um met Renee in yep. um in the yoga studio uh through Brownie hey the mullet
0: lord <laughs> <Brown> star <laughs>
1: He so, is a sorted, filthy animal, that Brownie sorted I, us out. I love that. I love yeah, that man. Same. We both we both mutual friends with Brownie, yeah. and we love that dude. And he's he's been a big part of my journey in Newcastle. So, like, I started my journey in the life I'm doing now in Newcastle, and then he moved up here around the same time. Yes. So we've been connected, and he, and he was going through his own uh, right. journey. Yeah. And I remember when it first opened, Lord's
0: Coffee and, and yeah. Associates back in the time. Yeah. We are all sort of like, we are all sort of feeding into that shop. Totally. He was single. Yeah. I was obviously single. You were single. We are yeah. all just feeding
1: into just that shop. Just cruising around doing whatever. And like I, I met him before that. Even like he had a little um, hole in the wall coffee shop down on Hunter Street. Yes, yeah, that's right. They... that's what, we used to go there and hang out just like yeah. sit on stools out the front and just drink copious amounts of coffee. Yeah, I know. And talk trash. But yeah, he's been like, we've been able to lean on each other. Yeah. Especially like moving through like that whole journey of like discovering ourselves yep. and then moving into relationships and then moving into f- business because yep. we both – Exactly really same, the same, same line of – Yeah. is it? That's, so that's crazy. We're able to lean on each other and
0: because, yeah, we're both loose units. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's that's why I got along with you so well because yeah. I'm fucking a loose unit too.
1: Totally. That
0: place attracts it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's something about it. It mm-hmm. just attracts those, I could say, broken people. Yeah. To make them feel connected to something, right, and yeah. and grow from that, because yeah. it's it's like it's it's a growing shop. Totally. You go there to grow. Yeah, the the Lord's coffee to grow. Yeah, that's how I found it. Just to you know, know know yourself, know Mullet yeah. Lord, and it's just like everyone who comes here is broken first, but then it becomes a little bit of a family. Mm-hmm, totally. It?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's cool, and he's like super passionate also about like this self improvement stuff. From I suppose he's like still deep in the fellowship, Yeah, I moved away from it. Yeah, For me, just like the work that I started doing with um, like mindset stuff um, didn't align with where I was heading with the whole idea of like the affirmations, Yeah, like getting up and telling a whole room of people like this is my name and I'm an alcoholic or an yep. addict and I was just like, I just keep reaffirming every single day that like this is what I am. Yeah. And it got to a point for me. So, like, I finished the, the steps and I was told once I finished the steps, as a result of working the steps, I would have um, a spiritual awakening and that didn't happen for me. Okay, yeah. I was left just with this thing inside of me that was just, like, tormenting me. Really? Um, so I went down the path of – and I'll say it on here because I really don't care if the world knows I speak about it. This is what openly. the Rich Life Project is about, yeah. brother. So I went down um, the shamanic roots Okay. and um, started – going into all the plant medicines. Yeah. So first started playing around with, um, dimethyltryptamine, with DMT, had some really good experiences and, um, Renee, I'd met Renee by this time and yep. she tapped me on the shoulder and she goes, if you want to really do some proper work, then maybe you should go and drink some ayahuasca. Yeah, right. I'm not sure if you. I've never heard that, no. Yeah. I so, think I've been, at, we better <laughs> try that one. And, uh, can you get that
0: at the hotel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can. So ayahuasca, it's, um, it's a tra- traditional plant medicine from the Amazon jungle. The, oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah so the tribes, the communities over there have been using it since the dawn, dawn of time. Um, it's simply just two plants that they mix together in a brew and you drink it and the effects of it, it's one of the strongest psychedelic um, wow. psychedelics you can get. Don't tell fucking Joe Rogan that one. <laughs> well, I think he's into it. <laughs> he probably he? will be <laughs> into it, that dude, I know. Um, wow. Yeah, so I was luckily, lucky enough to find some people in Australia that were doing it and um, – so i went one one night one night ceremony um drank some ayahuasca and i won't go i won't give you the blow by blow experience oh, of the whole please, evening please. <laughs> there was a moment where um like it kicked like the full force of the medicine hit and it became almost unbearable for me and i stood up and went to just get outside because i couldn't handle what was happening and my legs i looked down at my body my legs wouldn't work i couldn't take a step and wow. I down at my body and i was, my form had disappeared and I was just like all energy and just looking at like frequency, sound, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And she said, sorry, but you made a, you made a deal that you're going to get some work done tonight so we're going to do some work and just fell on the ground and she goes, like the, the energy of the medicine like communicates with you. Yeah. And she just said, we're going to stay here until you learn to love yourself.
0: Wow. That
1: was me for like this next six or seven hours. Just wow. curled up in the fetal position, going through everything that had ever happened, healing every single piece of that had like, happened and intense, like super intense. But the next day I walked out, and this thing has never been there again.
0: Man, well, maybe we should have drunk some today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the stories there.
0: <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been out of the city or I'd probably no be out cold. But well, wow, um, that's an amazing, amazing experience, that.
1: Yeah. And like I have such reverence for the medicine and I still do it now. Like, yeah. like I choose to keep going because of um, how powerful it is. But it's definitely something um, that's done like in a ceremonial setting yeah, yeah. with some people guiding it that really know and understand yep. what they're doing, how to hold a safe space and yeah. look after people. Um, so, yeah, that's the route that I went down. And then I suppose it's really given me leverage now um, like in the industry in which I work in, being like um, working one-on-one with people and in group settings. Um, more so now with like breath work. Yeah, I see, yeah, yeah, breath work. And um, just I suppose my whole life is <clears throat> my resume. So now, and I really felt it when like I stepped into the yoga and, and spiritual community, I really like I would seek out men because I wanted to connect with some men that yep. are, are walking this path. And what I found was I'd walk in and they were behaving strangely like mm. they are talking in a certain way and behaving really weird and i'm just like is why why is everyone doing this mm. like that's not me that's like and then i figured out oh, like communicating with people having like conversations that um that people feel like they need to become maybe more feminine mm, when like, they step into this world yeah, okay yeah so i just made a decision that's not what i was going to do yeah like this is still me mm. um and then when, when I started, like I started, myself and Renee started holding free full moon meditations down at the beach. I I, I remember those. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that went- They were popular, man. They were fucking fast. growing fast. I yeah. was saying like, there was 20, next yeah. minute there's 40, next yeah. minute there's 50. And I was like,
1: fuck, what's going on what's here? What's going on? So yeah, it really, like it started just with five people and we're just like, well, I just want to get- Get this out to some people and start creating a community mm-hmm. um, that can support me. We can support each other. Just wanted to like give back and like just get stuck into this work, and it blew out. Like it got to, I think the biggest one we held, we had over six hundred people.
0: No way, yeah. fuck! Did, like, did
1: it? Did you get any complaints or anything like that, or did like no, the think. council say, "Hey, man, this fuck, like, you yeah. can't be doing you this"? Can't be doing it. I think the only reason, like, why they didn't, because there was no infrastructure. Even like when we started getting bigger, we are like, how are we going to – no one can hear us anymore. Like yeah, yeah, like so that's, that's the point. Right. With the old microphone. Ladies and gentlemen. Right. That's not me. No, I was going <laughs> to say, you, you're supposed to be quiet. Yeah. So, we figured it out. We just – and this is what like started generating like the following on social media. So, we just went, well, what if I got a microphone in? And we do Instagram live. The people that are sitting further away that can't hear can just put a earpiece in and – Catch it on Instagram. Wow, so at me that's smart. I wouldn't have even thought of that. So the ripple effects—we got all these extra followers, of course, because yeah. you had to follow us in order to 100%. Yeah, and then we had people all over the country, all over the world. Started. Really? Yeah.
0: Shit, <laughs> yeah, man. That must—that so, must be mind-blowing at that stage, incredible. considering when you have you're working on yourself, and then you think back to yourself, what you were doing as a kid—no right. purpose, everything. In jail, remember those nights in jail. Right. Next minute, fuck all what, these people, all these people because of us. Yeah, what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve in the community. Yeah, that must have been a, a mind blowing stage by
1: itself, on its own, and that was just the beginning. Yeah, wow. and I really think what gave me the most amount of leverage in the community was I just. Um, so I had some issues going on with um, with like this. F- fraudulent mindset like what if people knew what if these people knew about my background your pass and all that yeah yeah yeah. so I went through this process and it was playing on me I'm like what the fuck am I like like I can't hide it no like a lot of it happened here in Newcastle so I just started sharing it like I just got up and started sharing to the community my background and uh, with no idea of how it's going to be received within the yoga spirituality well, scene yes um so it was received really well and what happened was um it started to uh i started to get attention from people that also needed help coming from that lifestyle
0: i was yeah. gonna say what well, one probably you talking about it and being open about it helps yep. you yep. get off your chest yeah and then two once you've been honest with everyone mm-hmm. Then everyone, instead of people, you know what it's like when people go, "Oh, he's a yoga king," you know, "He's that's Murray Wow." Yep. Then they go, "Hang on, he's a fucking criminal." What's your right? You'd rather be upfront with him. Then still they a go, bit loose. "Wow, how oh, I respect that dude because right. one, he's been honest about his and he's his accountability for it. He owns his past. Mm-hmm. That, that's a." I think that's a bigger platform to then build on totally. rather than you find a lot in other institutions I won't mention. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just pretend we're good people. Right. And let's not – hopefully no one will find out what
1: we're like. Right. But that's
0: – yeah, that's exactly yeah. the right right way to do
1: it. Yeah, totally. Oh, and, I feel. And what it started – it opened up my real work. Yeah, right. Like this – all of a sudden I had this realisation. It was just like every lived experience – in that life that was super painful, I needed to go through in order to get the experience I needed to deliver to the people who are also looking for a way out. So, um, I quickly learned that my experience, my life experience was my number one asset.
0: I was going to say, that's, that's the biggest tool you'll have. Yeah. Especially because other people are going through their journey and they go, oh, I'm finding myself yoga. But they, they want someone else to guide them because they're going through
1: probably what you've gone through. Right. Someone that's relatable. Exactly. So they can share like, they're like, fuck, I'm going through this same stuff now. like, And this is all I do now. Everything I offer, like I didn't go to university or wherever to learn some stuff so I could teach people. These are all the fucking tools that I needed to fucking save my life. That's called street university. Right. 100%. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this lived experience of fucking just wildness. And then I went through a process of like learning all of this stuff in order to deal with everything that had ever happened. And then got to a point people started reaching out asking, How
0: How can how did I this get happen? Or yeah. How, yeah,
1: So I just started putting programs together. It was like, well, this is what I've fucking done to get to where I am to like get away from all of that.
0: Yeah. So Yeah and, Yeah. And and from an outsider looking in. That's that's where you you look and you go. He's been through all that. Mm-hmm. That's his that's his qualification right there. Right to find where he is now and mm-hmm. to meditate to find his inner peace and his inner spirit. Mm-hmm. That's another journey. That's another level again. Yeah. So you then you earn respect in my eyes. Then
1: I go well. Fuck now. I know your past. I, uh-huh. That's more respect. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In that journey, and I see it like that. Also, it's like um like it's one thing like overcoming that life and. Like going into recovery, but then like um, like coming into recovery, then choosing to like really go on with life and make something out of my life um, speaks volumes. Because you know, I suppose like in the last five or six years, I've really accomplished more than what the average person can accomplish in their entire life, starting with a really good foundation. Hundred percent. So yeah, I, I really feel like I've, yeah, everything that ever happened happened for an exact reason. Yep. To get to me yep. to where I am now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that journey. I mean, you, you, you got Renee as your beautiful wife. Yeah,
0: you've got a business, open mind space. Yeah, which you've created here in Newcastle. Yeah, new dad, new dad, to a baby girl, baby daughter. So, now, you, yeah. now again, as I say, being a father to a daughter. Now you know what true love is. Just fucking changes. It doesn't. It it? Doesn't it? Eh? It's Holy a next God. level when you got a daughter. It's a next level love. Yeah. You gonna have the boy? Fucking get out of there, yeah. son. Whatever. Yeah, daughter. Oh dear! Oh dear!
1: Now, now you get to that next level of love, right? Love and so- self-accountability too. It's just like because she's like a splitting image of me. Yeah, you put oh, photos damn, that's of trouble. it. Yes. <laughs> photos of us together. It's just like oh my god! Because
0: you you weren't big on on showing the little one mm-hmm. on any socials or any photos or really, anything at the start.
1: At the start, yeah. I sort
0: of I sort of noticed. Yeah, in in my uh, obviously friendship with you. Yeah. Um. But then you get to a stage where now you're an hour and a half out of Newcastle. Yeah. You went on the big journey and go, you know what, let's go and do a retreat. Let's Run buy
1: land and do yeah. a retreat. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got um, a retreat space now that we just kicked off last weekend, really. We ran the the first retreat and um, we've got like a whole year of stuff coming up this year. Where, um, again, it's just me and Renee delivering the tools um, the tools that we use. That's all we're yeah. It's, a, it's not like rocket science. And, and it's not hard when you've got those life
0: journey <laughs> yeah. qualifications because you don't have to go on and then reinvent anything. You're just doing sharing. what your
1: your experience and what your life journey has been. Right. And this is the big thing I, I take into it because I used to get really concerned about if um I don't deliver, what if I forget something? Oh, if I let – oh, I anxiety, I let that yeah. down or I didn't do that. But this is what i found now. I don't br- ever bring any notes in anymore to anything. If um, I can't share it. Yeah. Then I haven't embodied it, yep. and I don't have the right to share it. If if, if I don't get it right, and someone's asking you a question in that moment that I can't answer, yeah, sorry, I don't have the answer, but I'll I'll go and learn about it and get back to you.
0: Hundred percent. So, a Bit yeah. like me today with no notes on on Murray Smith and just yep. come from the golf course. You have anyway, to. let's talk about your story, Murray. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, hundred percent. But knowing bits and pieces of you, but that's yep. that's exactly right. When you can, because you you do find and people who are following you and want to learn things off you, if they mm-hmm. see you going, okay, hang on a second, let me just read this. Right. They're not feeling what you're trying to teach. Right. So yeah. that's, and from your point of view, you want to tell the truth from your heart and soul. Yeah. So then they go, wow, goosebumps, that fucking hit me. That's right. And that's what the whole, obviously, I get what the teaching is with
1: your yeah. retreats. And yeah. Just full, full embodiment. And then people it. it's like, if I don't have to constantly read off notes, they know that this is how I live. Because it's what I'm doing exactly. on a daily basis, which then
0: becomes the authenticity right. of what you're teaching and what they, mm-hmm. what they're after in their feeling of their journey. That's right. I might become a yoga teacher here soon. Yeah, oh, okay. that's
1: what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so get rid of get rid of the boxing scene. <laughs> oh man,
0: that's already hey, that's already gone, <laughs> brother. Trust me, I'm golf that's or fun. podcasting these days. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm going on a different journey myself. Yeah, but, beautiful. but what's the new um, the new
1: establishment you have? Where is it? What's it called? Sunkuncha Temple. Um, Up near Gloucester. And, yeah, it's just like a really basic, like it looks beautiful, but we've just kept it really basic, Um, just a place for for people to come. We try and keep it um, accessible for as many people so there's like not this over-the-top pricing on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's really like a collaboration. It's um, Renee's family have come on board, so without them, obviously, that that wouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, being in small business, the banks really don't, don't
0: fucking want anything,
1: nothing, not a thing.
0: Especially when they go, "Well, Murray Smith, let's see his <laughs> background."
1: So, uh,
0: well, he did have lots of money, but it was the wrong way. He got it? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> but yeah, um, that must be, and because it's because it's out in the out on the land. Mm-hmm.
1: And is it like a, it's a see-through, like a dome thing? Yeah, it's just a geodome. I built like a, a deck and then put it on top of the deck.
0: Because I remember seeing some stories and you were fuck going off weather. I'm like, <laughs> damn, this, this dude's building another city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it felt like that too. <laughs> um, when I was building it, I was just like using friends to come and help. And then we had all the fucking lockdowns. Oh, mate, crazy. Like, it would have been nice but to be
0: out there and the lockdown's no going, around. fuck, who cares, I'm just out here. Up here up do you there. go out there at night when, when obviously you've got no retreat or anything, you can just actually sleep in there? I haven't yet. No? I should. I Because I, one thing I do love is laying down in the middle of the night uh-huh. and looking at the stars, looking at movement things. Yeah. That would be perfect. It's epic out there. I
1: might come out and have a bit of a snooze come with on you one out. day. it's like super <laughs> clear. Sleep over at Murray's. Yeah, come hang out. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty epic and really like I look at it now like where I am to where I was and um, I don't understand fully how it's all happened. No. But I don't need to. No, that's the exact All, I, I, all I know is today that, um, yeah, I'm living from a place of truth and authenticity. hundred percent, And I'm um, fulfilling my purpose for being here. Like I found that calling and I don't regret anything that has ever happened. Like I look back on my entire life um, actually with, as painful as some of the experiences were, um, I look back at it with some gratitude um, knowing that it's um, set me up best for what I'm doing now and what I do now is just um, deliver these tools to people that that also want to create great change in their life. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And if I had to
0: say, Murray Smith, what – at this time, as you say, you've gone through fucking one crazy life yeah. and still traveling in that crazy life, yeah, but yeah. at least, you know, you're you're loving yourself yeah. and you're bringing that truth to people. Yeah. What's what's Murray Smith's rich life? If I was to say, what what brings you joy? Yeah. What is what is Murray Smith's rich life these yeah. days outside at present?
1: Outside of um like holding space for people, like that like fills my purpose outside of that. Um, it's just being a father and a husband. Like I, I wanna set my life up more streamlined because obviously like with business, like it's becoming a thing that we need like and it's taken up so much of our time. We're actually bringing some more people in just to, to take care of things yeah. to give us more time to, to just be present with our daughter.
0: Well, isn't, isn't that? That's probably the purpose of of business life. Supposedly, yeah. is when you get a good business, yeah. it creates freedom.
1: Creat- well, that's you know? what it's meant to do. But there's this—it's a fucking trap. Oh, I know that. Small business. The people like constantly in small business. They're talking to me like, "How do you get balance?" And I'm like, "There's no fucking." balance. There is no balance. balance. no fucking balance. It's in a small hit and miss business. and hope yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. But when you, yeah, as
0: I say, when you got the a beautiful wife, mm-hmm. daughter, yourself, and you've got that that space that you're in now, and you're loving it. Yeah. That's, it's easy to then live each day going forward, whatever obstacles come. Totally. Because then you know how to deal with those obstacles when they do come. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, I was the, being the father of the young daughter, that, that is a real rich life. And. Oh, totally. You
1: know, I've felt that, you know, when I had my daughter, but yeah, it's, it's amazing feeling. Just, um. Entering into their world, right? Mm. Like when they're doing in their in their imagination state where they're just doing something that you don't understand, like yeah. what's going through their head, just like stopping what I'm doing and diving into that. Yeah. Like whatever that imagination she's got going on, just like entering into that whole world. That's, like, that's, that's It is another world, isn't it? Totally. It is another world. Well, she's just making shit up and like… Going with it. How does she know about any of this world? Like, Where's it all coming from?
0: But in saying that, it's, you know, you, now you're in that space where you guys are at, that's a great role models to follow, to mm-hmm. learn yeah. about life because mm-hmm. you're learning the new life so and now she gets to jump on that journey to learn the new life with you. She yeah. doesn't have to learn the old life. That's Yeah, I want well, to- that's, that's, that's the best part
1: about that parenting stage right. where you're at, eh? Yeah, I really want to, I don't know, I don't like to use the words get it right, but I just want to, uh, yeah, be more supportive and present with her so- like she doesn't feel that disconnect and yeah. um, whatever that stuff I was feeling yep. in home, at school and in society. Exactly. Um, I just really want to acknowledge that she may be just as sensitive and instead of like seeing it as something wrong with her, just nurturing it instead yeah. of like it's okay that you're like this. Yeah. You don't need to be fixed. No. Yeah.
0: Amazing, brother. Mm. Amazing, mate. I just want to thank you for your time because I know uh, we, you know it's been a bit of a try and get you in the in the booth. But uh, <laughs> mate, just really honoured to have you know have some time with you to talk mm. about your journey, painful and great. Yep. But um, mate, thank you for coming on the Rich Life Projects, brother, and
1: Jeez, much brother. appreciated. I appreciate being here. It's like, it's like I've made it, mate. You have made into it. into the booth. <laughs> <laughs>